Welcome to the Black and Green Podcast. It's your go-to place to find the latest high-quality, all-natural products created by Black artisans. Hosted by yours truly, Dr. Kristen H., the founder of Black and Green, we'll discuss all things health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love. This podcast features a refreshing lineup of guests, from entrepreneurs and artisans to holistic lifestylists and clean beauty experts, and a plethora of other innovators within the wellness industry. Join me as we learn from the best of the best. Welcome back to the Black and Green Podcast. We're so excited to have another artist in spotlight with us today. Now, my very first question, I have been dying to ask this, how do you pronounce the name of your brand? So hi, everybody. Hi, Black and Green audience. This is Kimba, the natural diva, and it is called Couché. So that's how you pronounce it. Now, hopefully it's reminiscent of something, but we'll dive into that in a minute. <laughs> yes. So me and my team have been going back and forth like, I think we know what that word is. We are quite sure. <laughs> did you get it right or did you fudge it up? Like, <laughs> you know, we might have fudged it just a little bit. Okay. It's okay. It's okay. No worries. And that's where we're, we're here for all of that. We are here for all of that. So yes. we'll have to tell you how we came up with the name and I think that'll help you. Um, Let's go ahead. Tell me me how you came up with the name. So uh, again, um, Dr. Barr was here as well. So I'm sure she'll chime in, but um, we wanted to make sure (laughs) we wanted to make sure that the brand was very clearly um, indicative of what it was for, right? There are so many brands out there um, that are using pseudonym names for a woman's intimate parts. And um, we said, we want to make it a little bit loud and proud, but we have to be sure that we're really classy about it because that's just who we are. Um, and so, of course, I threw out the word coochie in a brainstorm session. I was like, let's just throw up names on the board of what women call it anyway. So, of course, it was pocketbook and flower and coochie and vajayjay and all that. And then we said, how can we make any one of these words classy and refined and, and very ladylike? Uh, and not that the others aren't, but just, you know, a little bit more made for TV, right? And um, it was Barb, Dr. Barb, who said, you know, let's kind of do like what tar- people do with Target and the way that they call it Target. Maybe we can take Coochie and make it Couché. And I was like, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and so with just us going back and forth, and of course I was like, well, it needs to start with a K since my name starts with a K. No, I'm kidding. I don't even know how the K came up, but um, we, again, it was a total remix. We didn't want to keep the C, wanted to make it a K, Frenchify it is what we called it. And that's how the name uh, Couché was born. And thank God we Googled it. And it literally got literally two pages of Google um, hits when we first Googled it. We're like, nobody owns this. We've got to grab it. So there was, the domain was free. Nobody else had that name. Nobody, it wasn't registered anywhere. So we really, really, really got lucky. Because as you know, that's a difficult piece to come up with something that nobody else has ever come up with is, is very difficult these days. So we Very, really very difficult. Yeah, we got really lucky. So here we are. And of course, it's registered trademark now. So nobody can touch it. Yes. Uh, yes. So that's where Congratulations. we are. Congratulations. Thank you. It was a big deal because we we're like, we have to protect it. Yeah. So there we are. So tell me what made you come up with the product line and kind of what is the goal? What, are you, what problem are you trying to solve? So I think the main goal, and I'll have Dr. Barb jump in in a minute, but I think the main goal for us was sort of twofold. So, and we're probably going to talk about how we met and all that good stuff, but, you know, Dr. Barb's a board certified OBGYN. And so she's been, you know, around couches her whole entire life. So couche, funny enough, is the name of the product, but we also refer to a lady's intimate parts as her couche, right? So it kind of is a little bit of a, d- does double duty there. 
Um, and so feminine health and couches in general have always been something that's been important to Dr. Barb and her professional career. And then um, from my side, just as a sort of a natural, naturally green, you know, woman of color um, from cloth diapering my own babies and making my own baby food and just greening my whole household, it was important to me that um, coming outside of the pharmaceutical industry, that we created something that women could truly have as their own and could truly benefit not only their couches, but their overall health. Because we find that there are many, many things out in the market that are not doing that and are specifically what I would consider attacking a woman's mm. very, very vulnerable area and, and really not concerned about their health as much as you know their organization's wealth. And that mm. was a big deal for us. So it was kind of combining you know, her passion and my passion around what do we do to protect women um, from the, the big bad industry that's already out there and how do we make a true difference um, and then leave, leave a legacy behind. And that's how Couché kind of came up, uh, came, came to fruition. But the true story about how we met is like where it all, where it all happened. Cause we didn't even know each other um, until about three years ago. And we became business partners became before we even became friends. And I think, wow. yeah, for everybody out there, that's probably the better way to do it. Cause then you don't hate your friend. Uh, if mm-hmm. you guys don't get along and you're arguing about names and stuff, but <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, we met on a girl's trip and kind of went from there. So we'll get, we'll get into that in a bit. So anyway, that's that. Oh, wow. That's so exciting. I have so many questions. Okay. So let me say when, where I want to start. You mentioned kind of how organizations would be more worried about creating wealth and instead of like their health and how there's oftentimes some of the products that are kind of mainstream can even be like attacking a woman in such a, in a way. Can you like dive into that? Like what ingredients should we be worried about? What products are detrimental? I find that when you're in the space, you kind of know all of this, like the back of your hand, yeah. but a lot of our listeners may not even understand to what extent they need to be careful about the products that they're using. Sure. You mentioned how a lot of the personal care products that are specifically for the vagina or the coucher, which I might start saying now. Thank yes, you. Yes, you need to. <laughs> Everybody needs to, especially if you don't have a name for it. And they're all exactly. You don't have a name for it. We'll talk about that. It's, it's exactly. <laughs> so um, how those products are kind of like attacking us in a way. Um, can you talk about that? Like a lot of people don't know what that means and what products are you talking about and what ingredients, like what, what is the problem here? Okay. So here's the problem. So first of all, it's funny that when we developed this um, product line, we were just coming off of the big lawsuit that had just happened with Johnson and Johnson around their talc powder. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe you're familiar with that. So there are millions and millions of dollars of lawsuits uh, currently happening right now against Johnson and Johnson for women who have developed ovarian cancer as a result of using talcum powder, just regular old baby powder, um, specifically on their couches um, for years and years and years. And it's funny that, you know, women used powder like it was nothing. I mean, we've used it on our babies for, you know, for God's sake. So um, we used it on our necks, under our breasts, you know, on our couches to, to do what? To keep dry, right? And to freshen up. That was kind of what the powder was doing. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, it was not that we developed over the over the years, you know, neck cancer or chest cancer. It was specifically ovarian cancer, which is very, very, very makes it very clear to I think me and everybody else in the community that um, sure enough, there is a link to whatever it is ingredients that you're putting down there 
that can certainly be sucked into your bloodstream and cause you either benefit or harm. And obviously something like talcum powder caused serious harm to the point where women were losing their lives. And come to find out, and again, you all can search this up if you'd like, but um, ends up that through litigation, it was found that Johnson Johnson was very aware of the link and didn't say anything. And that's scary to me. Um, and that's kind of what I'm talking about when I say personal attack is that you know what this could potentially do to women and yet you don't care. And, um, mm. and that's a problem. That is absolutely a problem. I mean, they have scientific evidence that there was a link and continue to sell their powder and not only to women, but for use for babies. And that's very scary to me. And um, one of the things that we've always wanted to do is be a voice for women. I mean, Dr. Barb does that every single day. And um, coming out of the pharmaceutical industry, I just know so much about the good, the bad, the ugly, about things that you do for your body, put on your body, put in your body. Um, and people really need to advocate specifically because Black women are still disparately treated when it comes to health care, regardless mm. of income. I mean, it goes across all segments. I don't care how rich you are, how poor we are. Yep. Black women still do not get the level of health care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't you can't, matter. it doesn't matter about your education. It nothing. doesn't matter your insurance. Absolutely. It's nothing is protective. Nothing is protected. So couché is not necessarily just for black women. I want to be really clear about that. We're just for all couchés. But as black women ourselves, you know, we created our YouTube channel as a result of understanding that we have to really kind of hold our, our black women in a special place and say that, we're going to, we talk the language and we say the same things that you guys are saying, you know, baby girl and boo and things like that. We know you, we are you, we love you, we're here for you. So mm. regardless of which cliches we're here for, obviously we have a very special place in our heart for black women because we are, we are one of them, right? These right. Are yes. Five. So now you're speaking to the choir here. We are very unapologetic about centering black women. Right. <laughs> and when we started black and green, we got a little bit of pushback of people saying, well, you know, should you do that? And you're going to limit your market. And I think now in the wake of you, you guys, we kind of talked about our trademark battle with Black Opal. Yeah. It's I find it interesting how these large corporations have zero problems targeting Black women, right. yet they tell Black women that are trying to create businesses that you won't be successful doing the same thing. Right. So right. It's, <laughs> it's mind-boggling. It's, it's like, well, mind-boggling. It's, it's too much of a niche, and yet, don't even get me started on the hair industry, right? Same oh, gosh, thing. Yes. My goodness. Mm-hmm. They don't care if it's plastic or real hair. They're like, oh, that's our target, but good luck with what you're doing. We're like, are you serious right Exactly. Now? So, yeah. Exactly. So I always encourage people that it's okay to, you know, be niche in a niche, and they actually encourage you to. It's like marketing one-on-one to find your market to be as specific as possible. But anyways, that's often a tangent. (laughs) I wanted to talk a little bit, you you know, you talked about in the pharmaceutical industry and you talked about kind of greening your life. What was sort of the pivotal moment that made you green your life and kind of try to find, uh, like live a more green, holistic lifestyle? Kind of what was that turning point and what were some of the things that you did in that vein? Right. So, you know, I think there were a couple of things that happened. Um, so I'm originally from, so first of all, my family's from the Caribbean and, and Dr. Barb's of Caribbean descent as well. So just from our own origins and who we are, our families have always been into just, you know, natural herbals and my mom will pick a bush and brew a tea in a minute, you know, so we're used to that just growing up, right? You didn't just have mint tea in the morning. So I'm Jamaican. That was a thing for Jamaicans. It was like, no, we're going to go get the mint leaves and we're going to boil those and, you know, none of this bag business. So I was used to that growing up, you know, as you grow up and you get older and you think you're getting wiser, you depart from many of the ways that you started. 
Um, so it wasn't until I started within the pharmaceutical industry um, about 15 years ago or so. And, you know, just day after day after day, I'm walking into doctor's offices, I'm walking into hospitals. And um, I specialize in typically cardiovascular stuff. So this is stuff that people are like, either your heart's going to stop or it's not. Like you need these drugs. It's almost too late for you to even be preventative at that point. Um, I just really almost got sick and tired of watching people who were sick and, and sicker, you know. Um, and I said, you know, I cannot, cannot live the way that these people are, have ended up, unfortunately. Whereas there is something I know that you can do to be more preventative than to be more, you know, reactive around your health. And just after several years of doing that, I was just like, I believe in products that will help people when they're towards the end. But I need to make sure that both me and my family don't even get there as much as we can, right? So whatever I can to do and be as green as I can, that's what I need to be doing. Because then it's like, okay, I, I did the best that I could. You know, it's mm. not that I just sat here and did nothing. Because I see and what comes, I, what or what right. can be, right? So I'm like, oh no, that's the end? Uh-uh. I'm, I'm not trying way. to go there. Right. right. Like, that way. <laughs> I worked at Johns Hopkins Hospital for about six years wow. and I had the exact same experience that wow. you've had. Wow. And I find it interesting that it's people who have experience in the healthcare sector and the healthcare delivery. We tend to see it. And like, oh my gosh, I've seen the other side. Like I've seen behind the curtain. Right. I, I have to take more control over my own health. Right. Absolutely. And there are ways to do that. And the industry, you know, some years ago didn't necessarily make it easy. I mean, natural and green was like, you know, a, a something passe. It was like, what do you mean natural and green? Right. Right. Um, or it was something that we thought was for rich white women. To be right. Uh, yeah. Granola yeah. women in California. That's how I was exactly. like hippie women in California, like hugging on trees and, you know, shout out to the hippies. But, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just, it didn't pervade into, you know, specifically the black community, right? No. And then, um, and then, of course, you always hear about, you know, unfortunately, black women and the things that plague us the most. And, and part of it being we're taking care of everybody else but ourselves. And then when it comes to mm-hmm. ourselves, A, we don't have the access. B, sometimes we don't have the information, the understanding. And then C, sometimes we don't have the dollars because it's a little bit more costly sometimes to live a more natural, holistic lifestyle, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. you know, it's difficult because it's easier to pick up a burger from a fast food restaurant than it is to get something healthy and wholesome. So Mm. that, I mean, just the conversation from the bottom up just has to change. And, um, and we're just happy to be a part of that. You know, now we will pause for a moment of meditation with Dr. Crystal Jones. So whether you're listening to this podcast as you're walking down the street or in your car, in your home or in your bed, just want you to find a comfortable position where you can relax and take focus on what's happening right now. And as we do this, I want you to focus on your breath, focusing on the fact that your answers are always in your breath, feeling your breath, not judging it, but experiencing what it feels like. If you're able to, you can close your eyes. If not, Just keep your focus. Notice where your breath is racing through. Where are you trying to meet so many deadlines in life? Notice where your breath is moving in the same cycle or feeling stuck. Where are you in destructive cycles in life? Where are you not changing the script, but only changing the characters in the play? Just take a moment and notice what your breath feels like 
and how it relates to your life. Deep breath in. And as you exhale, let everything go that's not serving you. Reminding yourself that you can keep anything that you want to keep. You can let go of anything you want to let go of. But honoring your truth in this breath. As you're breathing in, you're creating. As you're breathing out, you're creating space for what it is that you desire. Little by little, letting go of what's not serving you and honoring the spaces that ask you to hold on at this moment, taking your time and being present. Continuing this breath until you feel like you've let go of everything that's standing in the way of creating what you desire. And as you feel like you've let everything go, Bring the awareness back into your body. Back into the space of wholeness. Come back into the space of truth. And move forward, knowing that you're whole always and that you are the one that you've been looking for. So talk to me about your product line. How did you create it? You know, what makes it special? What? So yeah, so that is, and you know what, I haven't forgotten. So, and I'll kind of weave this in. I know that you were looking for the ingredients. So I will kind of, part of what I'll talk about is the ingredients that we don't have in our product and that women need to really be kind of cognizant of. So uh, once Couché was born, we decided that we wanted nothing but all natural ingredients. And, and that's difficult to get because we have a lot of manufacturers that we had to hire and then fire because they wanted to do tricky stuff, underhanded stuff, not so natural stuff. And we were adamant about making sure that our brand stayed true to mission, which was, you know, all natural care for down there. That's our slogan. Um, and we just recently trademarked that. So we're super excited about it. Um, and so when we developed the line, uh, Dr. Barb was critically instrumental in come up, coming up with specific products that addressed everyday um, health and maintenance concerns for women, because she's seen thousands of women and delivered even, you know, thousands more babies She understands what women are coming in every day and asking questions around that don't necessarily need medication treatment. So it's like, instead of me giving you an antibiotic or something else, you know, I can suggest that you balance your pH. I can suggest that you, you know, keep this area clean, fresh and dry. I can suggest that you do other things that perhaps you'd find in your kitchen or your garden besides giving you medication and kind of inundating your system unnecessarily. Um, And so that's what we started doing. We said, how can we create, what products, what are the issues? What are the challenges? And then which products are necessary. And uh, that's how we developed each of the products, including our, um, one of our number one products, which is our Gentle Tune and Foaming Wash, um, which certainly rivals any of them out there on the market. And I know we have some sister artisans in that space, and there's love for everybody. There's room for everybody. Um, but certainly I'm biased, and we feel like ours is number one. Um, then there is the Couché Feminine Deodorant Spray, which is actually one of our top sellers. And it provides 24-hour odor protection for sweat, um, sweat-induced odors for down there. So it's specifically for your couche, which is something that doesn't even exist on the market. And um, this is a product that has no perfumes, so we're not covering anything up. We're literally getting to the problem of preventing bacteria from causing odors in the first place. It is phenomenal. It's innovative. It's amazing. 
Um, the next two products, one is the soothing cream, and that's specifically for sort of post-shave, post-waxing, and post-laser treatments. So it is an amazing um, mix of creamy and fluffy and buttery uh, lotion that provides a calming and soothing effect after your skin has really been sort of traumatized from waxing, shaving, um, or otherwise. And then our final product is like nothing you've ever seen. It's really an amazing balm product. It's uh, the protective skin balm, and it is a universal ointment is what we call it. Women have used this particular balm. It's kind of like a diaper rash cream in that it prevents friction and moisture from really irritating and further aggravating your skin. So our heavier women um, who have issues with thighs that rub together and causing friction and their skin just can't rest, you use the balm for that. Women who are having skin that thins out after menopause and they're looking for extra moisture and non-friction there, they're using the balm for that. We've got women who are like, my breasts sweat all day underneath. I don't know what to do with it. We're using the balm for that. And it has proven to be just as beneficial in all areas, if not more. So those are the top four products. Those are the four products in our SKUs right now. And we're so, so, so excited about them. And women all over are loving them, every one of them. Oh, that's really amazing. So you said that you're going to kind of talk about ingredients that you did not kind of include. I'm really interested in kind of hearing that process and how did you decide what natural meant for you? Right. So we knew that there is a lot of scientific research right now that sort of names what we call the dirty dozen. And it's about 12 ingredients that have been identified by the National Institutes of Health, by the Breast Cancer Foundation, and by Harvard Medical School as having very clinically relevant or scientific links to dangerous outcomes for women, including cancer, um, including amputation, including severe bacterial infections, of course, you know, toxic shock syndrome and the like. So we absolutely could not have any of the dirty dozen. And that includes parabens. People have heard about parabens. It includes sulfates, which we, of course, none of this is what we have. Dioxin, which is a byproduct of bleach. Um, you talk about any artificial colors. Any artificial colors have been linked to dangerous outcome for women. Um, PEGs, so PEGs which is, I don't even know how many letters are in the real word, but they shorten it to PEG because they can't spell it out. Um, right, and right. That, yeah, such a chemical ingredient that's super, super dangerous. Phthalates, um, triclosan, which is typically used in like, you know, deodorant products and things like that. Um, propylene glycol, uh, DEAs, benzyl peroxide. So those are some of the dirty dozen ingredients that are mm. very, very, I mean, you can look those up now and they get really nasty grades. Um, and then kudos to black and green. Cause I know you all use the EWG website, which is a nice way of kind of checking out ingredients to see, you know, how dangerous they are on a scale from one to 10. And we went through that as well and said, nothing that we use, um, can, can be ne- ne- anything less than, you know, beneficial for our women. So mm. we went back to the garden, we went back to the kitchen and we pulled out things like, you know, pomegranate extract, we even have garlic extract in some of our ingredients, but again, things that you would find in your garden, your kitchen. Um, mm. We've got sea buckthorn oil, aloe vera, um, grapeseed oil, hemp seed oil. I mean, you name it, the, the list goes on and on. Sunflower seed oil, safflower seed oil, but they are things that you can identify, that mm-hmm. you can pronounce, and that you can literally probably eat, right? And so that's yes. the other thing. If you can't put it in your mouth, it probably doesn't belong on your skin. And yes. crazy enough, I have, you know, for the naysayers, we were doing a demonstration. They're like, is it really natural? And I was like, oh, you don't think it's natural? And I literally like licked one of the products, it was the soap, licked the soap. And I was like, it doesn't taste great because it's not meant to be, but I'm not worried and I'm not afraid, right? Because I know of everything that's in here. 
And right, um, right. so you know that you can trust our ingredients. And we are huge, huge believers in manufacturing transparency. So we know that there are some manufacturers who are not being honest about what's on their label, but every single ingredient that is in our products is listed on our labels so that people know what they're getting themselves into, what they're putting on their skin, and certainly to avoid any allergens. Um, and so we are all about transparency. So, you know, that's another thing. You got to find out people are being honest. And most times you won't even know that. So it's a big deal. Right. It's really hard because you think that you can trust and you, people cut corners. Oh, absolutely. Every single time. Why? Because it's cheaper to do it that way. Right. Yeah. So, you know, here we are. But again, we are adamant and we will not. And again, Dr. Barb, you know, she's putting her medical license on the line, being the face mm-hmm. of this company and saying that as an OBGYN with a license that can certainly be taken away if I'm up to something crazy. Um, I put my name behind this. I put my credentials behind this. I put my professional expertise behind this. And we are the only doctor formulated and certainly diva approved feminine hygiene system. So we are super, super proud of that. There are many competitors in this space, but no one has entire system uh, for women uh, and for all their feminine maintenance needs. So Mm. that's cliche. So let's talk a little bit about I'm really loving this work, Shay. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about like douching and washing your couchet oh, and God. how a lot of women you hear, oh, it's either they're either two sides of one coin. Either, you know, the couchet is a self-cleaning system. Right. You don't need soaps, you don't need to cleanse it, you just let the water do its thing. Girl. And then you have the other side, which is like I'm using a douche in that's it. And I think for a lot of people, they feel like it's either nothing or the douche. Right. And so can you kind of help us understand, do you need a cleanser? Why do you need a cleanser? How does that all fit together? Oh, you know what? That's a, a great question because we get that all the time. And I'd have to say that there are, like you said, sort of three schools of thought. It's either I'm just doing water because I don't trust anything, which is great. At least you know not to really trust anything until now, right? So couche might be an option for you. Then there's the, well, I douche and that should be okay because it's, a, you know, you know, and that's what I'm doing to clean it. And that's absolutely a no-no. And then there's the whole, it cleans itself. So I just do, I make some old, I don't know, maybe a concoction or I just try to figure it out. Um, and so let's I just eat of, pineapples. Right. I just, right. I just, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be juicy and sweet, just like the pineapple. I'm like, ah, exactly. you do a little bit more to help it out. So, so here's the deal with water. So the issue, first of all, the issue around the couche is that it is the happiest that it can ever be when it is balanced, pH balanced specifically. And the window along the pH scale that allows it to be balanced is very, very small. And so when you throw it off a kilter, first of all, it's easy to do that because you're trying to keep it within this tiny little window between about 3.5 to about 4.5 or up to 5. So you've got maybe like two points on the pH scale that you can keep it nice. If you go too low, it's angry. If you go too high, it's pissed off. So your couche is like, I'm running the show and I'll tell you when I'm mad and when I'm not. So it's really important to kind of keep her happy. At least it is to me. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So the idea is that you have to, or not have to, you don't have to do anything. But what you should do is protect your couche by keeping it balanced. Because what happens when it's not balanced is that you increase the bad bacteria. So that leads to bacterial infection, which is where some women are having a recurrence of bacterial vaginosis. So BV plagues women a lot. And those who are having it time and time again are typically the biggest issue is a pH balance issue. Uh, I know Dr. Barb just came back from an OBGYN conference. And that was one of the big talks was BV is the most common complaint that they're seeing right now. And outside of prescribing women, you know, antibiotics, which 
is not truly going to help them, you know, um, and really harm them over the long run, the issue is really the pH balance. And you can clearly do that topically. So all of our products are pH balanced. So anything that you do every single day with Coucher is allowing you to pH balance, help with the pH balance of your Coucher so that the rest of your system can kind of focus on some of the other more important things to do, like heart health and brain health and lung health. Um, when you throw the pH off, now your system is having to throw some resources at fixing the coucher every single day, right? So why not help it mm. do its job? And so that's why pH balance is so critical. So the water is an issue because it's not pH balance optimal for your coucher. For pH balance 101, the pH scale goes from acidic to basic. Zero to seven is more acidic. Seven is water, which is neutral. Anything higher than that is more basic or alkaline. And so water is a seven, which means you're not doing anything to help you get to the more acidic range of that between three and, and three and a half and five, which is where your coucher should lie. Mm. So water is rinsing your coucher, which is fine. You might see some evidence of that. The dirt comes off, blah, 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 but you're not assisting with the pH balance. And so you're forcing your body to, again, use those resources to do the job for you when you can easily do it with a, with a pH balanced product. So water is not enough. And I typically ask women, so where else do you just use water? right? On your hair, on your face, on your body? No. So why is it that this very mm. different and special and vulnerable organ of yours mm. only mm -hmm. necessitates water? I just, it boggles me. I'm like, you don't, hello, even for your face, you use soap, right? And, and a different mm -hmm. soap at that. Like you've decided to buy something different for your face and you've decided to use something different for your scalp and you've decided to use something different for your body, but your coucher doesn't get the consideration. Like, you know, it just boggles me, but many women just don't give it any thought. And, and mostly it's the women who feel like it's self-cleaning. And the answer mm -hmm. is yes and no. So the self-cleaning oven is a great, great metaphor because here's the deal with the self-cleaning oven. The oven has a door and it has the inside that gets hot. Yes, your coucher is a self-cleaning oven on the inside, but your lips, your vulva, the outer vagina is the yes door. The that's door. the same thing I said I was so curious to see if you repeated my same thing I was like we have to understand the difference between the vagina and the vulva right so the vulva <laughs> is like the door when you close that door are you washing the door no the door doesn't get washed on the outside the inside of the oven gets washed so that's internal vagina that outer vagina yep. is the vulva your two sets of lips anything that grows you know hair the whole nine that does not get clean unless you do it not the self-cleaning mm -hmm. oven. So again, think about the self-cleaning oven, which is true. Inside gets clean. The door still needs to be windexed down, my love. Yes. Right. So, and because it has access to the inside of your body, you want to be very careful about what you're putting on there, absolutely. which is why you want to use a different type of soap than what you might use on your body. Absolutely. Because most things are fragranced and perfumed and women have gotten so Bingo. used to perfuming themselves, which is fine, but it should never be on your coucher, around your coucher, near the coucher, close yes. to the coucher. All that's acceptable. And of course, mm. you know, I say inner thighs, go for it. That, that way, if somebody's coming in the, the, you know, the runway, they get all of that. But it should never give your coucher a chance to be pH balanced, which then will take care of its own odors, right? It yes. will never be offensive and it will be pleasant to whoever's looking to get down there, you know? <laughs> yes. yes. So, now, let's talk about Dove. There's yeah. so many women that say the only, <laughs> oh, I only can use Dove. It's the only thing that's pH balanced. That's what my doctor told me to use. Like you have a background in pharmaceuticals, so I'm sure you kind of understand the way that these things work. But why do so many women think that Dove is the only good option right. to clean? 
the cliche. So I think Dove became, and that's what we hear all the time. You know, we say, what do you use? And Dove is number one. Dove, 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 Dove. And I think it's because Dove, people have become complacent around the fact that Dove has a sensitive formula. So in their minds, they're thinking, oh, it's a sensitive formula. Oh, my cliche is sensitive. I'm going to use it for that. And so far, they haven't experienced significant irritation or anything like that. But the key piece that I'm always asking women, I say, what is in Dove? And they have no idea. Mm-hmm. And when you compare label to label, Dove actually has ingredients that are part of that dirty dozen that we talked about. Mm. It has parabens, specifically in the liquid format. Because remember, parabens, and, and maybe folks are not aware that parabens are used as a preservative. And so, of mm-hmm. course, anything that's sitting on a shelf needs a preservative or else bacteria would grow and it would be really messy for your coucher. What we do with Couché is use natural preservatives that are uh, fruit and vegetable based. And so it's healthy and it's pH balanced and it's okay for your Couché, but they will break down faster and that's okay. It just means that Couché is not going to be sitting on the shelf for three to five years. Not happening. Right. Um, but right. you're going to love it Which so is much. probably a good thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> Who wants to put a three-year-old product on their Couché? Now, mind you, you don't know how long products are sitting on shelves, um, which is the scary part. But again, that would never be Couché. But these other manufacturers who are obviously supplying in much larger quantities, have to protect the integrity of their product. And the only way they can do that is with synthetic chemicals and preservatives like parabens. But Mm -hmm. parabens, again, are part of that dirty dozen. Break it down. Yes, they have been linked. This is one of the reasons why indie brands have such better quality products is because they can afford to small batch. And then small batch vendors like Black and Green that were buying in small quantities and numerous times throughout the month, we get you the product when it's nice and fresh versus a lot of these big box stores, they're buying products by the ton and they're, and it's going to sit there for years possibly as they go through it so they can get the lowest price possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is, and this is why, you know, we've also been very selective about how to move forward with our retail approach because Mm, that's smart. We have to be clear that people are just as cognizant about what is good for the Couché products and what is not so good. Sitting on a shelf for years is not so good. And then again, it comes, Mm -hmm. that's blowback for us, not the store, but for our brand. So we're looking to partner in the future with certainly big names, um, but it has to be the right partnership, which means they have to be as intent on preserving the integrity of our product as, as much as we are. So that's mm. going to be important. You know, it's not every store is for everybody. So just another FYI that. business tip, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> that's amazing. That's yeah, really amazing. Exactly. So, so yeah, so that's why the Dove piece, I think people have become complacent. Everybody knows Dove. Again, just like Johnson & Johnson's baby powder, though. It's something that's used in every household. Everybody knows right. it. But qu- ask yourself, do you know what's in it? And will you turn the bottle around and actually read the ingredients? And when you do, call somebody and tell them, I need that's to throw it. this out and start using something like Couche. That's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So thank you so much for joining us, um, teaching us some new words to use. Yeah, everybody should be calling it their Couche. And you know what? Let me just say this. So we usually do a live event um, every so often. And uh, we go around and play this game called, what do you call it? And so we go, of course, we call it the couche. You know, what do you call it? Girl, when I tell you, the names that come out of these women's <laughs> mouths, I'm like, what? Are you? They, we've had Puss Pop. Girl, that was one of the funniest. Wow. <laughs> we've had, of course, the JJ. We've had Kitty Cat. We've had um, Mr. Claus. I was like, I don't even want to go there. Like, right. Like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> you scratch your folks. Like, what is really going on? We've had um, Pup. We've had, I mean, Flower, Roses. Now, I will tell you, there's some funny things that happen because we have funny names. And then there are two types of women that kind of sadden me. 
the women who don't have a name at all. And yeah. it just means that there's some sort of shame that has been sort of linked to their couchet, which they didn't even bother saying. So I go, what did your mother ever call it? And they go, well, other than say anything, just clean yourself. And I was like, that's really, mm. really just a generational curse and where we're not comfortable with talking to women about mm. their bodies. Um, and then there are, there was one woman who said that her mother used to call it the shame, shame. And I was devastated. What? Yes. I was, when I tell you, I almost cried, but I was like, you know, the diva had to bounce back. I was like, okay, girl, you know, but I was devastated for her because it was literally, there was a label, almost like the scarlet, you know, letter that was labeled on her poor couche. And I was just like, I don't even know how you, that to me, that's like mental trauma. I don't even know how you get over that. Uh, It's not like mental trauma. It It is. is. And I just, I was so devastated for her. And of course she's an older woman and, you know, I don't know her very well, but I mean, when she said that, not even just one shame, it was two shames. And I was just like, I don't know, that's just not cool. So for those women who don't have a name, Call it your couche. You can talk about it in the open. You'll never yes. be embarrassed. It's classy. It's refined. It's it's but it's you. You know what I mean? So I welcome I love it. all of that. I need everybody to be calling it the couche by 2020. Let's make it happen. <laughs> I like your goals. Way to manifest that and put yes. that out there. Well, we're gonna help you get there one step at love a time. It. Thank you so much for being one of our artisans and trusting us to keep your products on our shelves. And if you haven't found the perfect product for your for your couche yet, <laughs> you have to give it a try. I'm, I'm sure you would love it as much as we oh, have. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Christian, for all your work. Thank and your you. Black and Green. We love you guys. And we're so happy to be a part of this uh, entire organization, your mission and everything. Oh, thank yeah. you so much, Kimba. No worries. Thanks again. Thank you for tuning into the Black and Green podcast. Did you have more questions for our special guest? Please leave your questions in the comment section. Also, check us out at blkgrn.com. Please subscribe and comment. We love hearing from you. Until next time, buy black and live green.